0: Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to the very first edition of the Jedi Council. Council is now in session. I'm your host Alex Drew uh, and with me now and forever is my good buddy Dave. Say hello Dave.
1: Hello Dave.
0: <laughs> hello indeed. How are you doing today mate?
1: I'm very good, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, really well thank you. I'm in the mood to record a good podcast, have a good conversation with yourself uh, and have some really good fun.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, looking forward
0: to it. Absolutely. So, as I said, guys, we are uh, the Jedi Council. Dave and I are two of the members of the Jedi Council. Uh, our fellow council members, Scott and Andy, are not around uh, today, unfortunately. They will be here in and around the podcast in the future, I'm sure. Uh, and we're gonna have a great time speaking to those guys about everything and anything that is Star Wars related. So you're probably thinking to yourself, who the hell are the Jedi Council? So uh, my name's Alex. I'm from the UK. I'm from out in Essex countryside of culture stuff from London originally. Uh, I've been a Star Wars fan ever since the age of about two seconds old, I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> um, in and around Star Wars for my whole life, I got hand-me-downs from my sister who's four years older than me who also loves Star Wars. Um, so it's kind of been passed through the generations of, of Drews uh, as massive Star Wars fans. And that's a very quick introduction to me. What about yourself, Dave?
1: Well, my name's Dave, Dave Clark. um, I, I'm also a massive Star Wars fan, I've been a Star Wars fan from the age of four, um, I am currently 44 years old, and I had the, the, the pleasure of watching the original Star Wars movie in a cinema at the age of four, um, I'm from the north-west of England, living just north of Manchester, um, and, yeah, I, you, David. <laughs> I love it if it's due with Star Wars, um, The movies, the music, the artwork, collectibles, um, and I've even managed to indoctrinate my children into the love of Star Wars.
0: Oh, parenting done right, mate.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) Excellent. So you, being in in the cinema at the age of four, you are one of the privileged few who have actually seen the original trilogy in the cinema. I
1: have. I have. I, do, I saw the original cut in the cinema and I've also been lucky enough to see um, one of the doctored versions by George Lucas um, at the cinema as well. I've, so I've seen both versions in the cinema.
0: Well, we were very lucky that we was in Germany um, back in 2013,
1: was it? 2013. Wow. Yeah,
0: 2013. Yeah, so Dave and I were at the Celebration Europe uh, over in Messe Essa in Germany, back in 2013, and we were part of the people that were lucky enough to watch uh, The Return of the Jedi in a open cinema. It was in the middle of a park, yes. wasn't it? It was,
1: yeah, a park right next to the convention centre.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I wasn't a fan of this at the time, and I'm still not now, when it got to the... Because this was the Blu-ray version, wasn't it, effectively? the it uh, The updated yes. version by George. And um, when Vader uh, let out his large, no... Um, yes. before throwing the emperor over the uh, over the balcony. That got a bit of a boo, didn't it? It did, it did. Oh, yeah. I
1: forgot all about that. I was making that <laughs> was amazing, though. It was a Friday night, wasn't
0: it? It was. Yeah, that was a really good night because the weather was good. It was in uh, it was early summer. Um, yeah. And we had a, a really good time out there. And we were fortunate enough to attend a uh, celebration in London, Uh last year yeah 2016 wasn't it
1: 2016 it yeah. was
0: 2016 yeah um so as you can see guys listening to this we are quite big fans <laughs> i'd say um yeah. over <laughs> over the coming podcasts you'll probably hear more about dave and i's collection uh we are both collectors uh, we have differencing views on opening boxes and having stuff left in packaging <laughs> um, but again i think that should be a subject for another podcast mate what do you think
1: definitely definitely nothing wrong with our addictions
0: <laughs> absolutely so I think that um... what is also good with us guys is that as you can probably tell David and I have been friends for for a while uh, and our buddies Scott and Andy who uh, like I said aren't on, on the uh, podcast today we have been friends with those guys uh, for, for a while as well uh, so you'll get some really good banter uh, between us, some really good Star Wars conversations. as we're all massive Star Wars fans uh, and hopefully that will come across in the future podcast and we hope this will entice you to listen again and again, uh, we hope to be around for a while, uh, we're also on Twitter, we're on Instagram as uh, at the underscore Jedi underscore council uh, I think it is um, uh-huh. with Instagram in particular uh, for Twitter we are at the Jedi underscore council uh, as well and you can check us out uh, on www the underscore jedi underscore council.com i think i nailed that right didn't i i
1: think i think you have yes yes that's everything <laughs> everything uh, that matters for now
0: absolutely and on, and on that on the website guys what you'll notice is um we've got quite a few different profiles about us a little bit more about us but we're also going to be sharing some latest news in the star wars universe some opinion pieces uh, some information about our collectibles. so we're going to become a, a bit of a an online presence, hopefully, in, in, in the upcoming future. We want you guys to interact with us. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, find us, follow us, comment with us, interact with us. We try to be as engaging as possible uh, in Twitter, uh, obviously in Instagram as well. If you want to add some comments onto the uh, onto the pictures that we post, we're currently in the process of posting pictures around the Advent Lego Advent Calendar uh, for Star Wars that I have, uh, and, and daily you'll see pictures of some of the uh, the figures. Um, Ships that have come out. There's a very heavy Rebels themed in that at the moment. You notice from that in some of the pictures, Dave. I, I think it's pretty cool the way they've got first uh, three the, days. Yeah, the ghost, Phantom, Sabine, and then yesterday we had some random dude. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> from Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, General Brandt, Run. Brands, Brands, I think, yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was the figure from yesterday. I actually haven't opened today's, um, so that's something ah, I'll do once. We shocking, come I know, shocking, I know. Uh, call myself a fan, right? Um, but, um, yes, so guys, we are the Jedi Council, we are uh, going to be with you. We'll try and record these podcasts as, as often as we can. Um, and obviously, the upcoming Last Jedi next week, I think there has to be a recording post that to find out what you got? well, what we thought about the movie. Uh, and Dave, you are attending a midnight showing, are you not?
1: I am indeed, yes. Um, fingers crossed, all being well, I will be there at, at 12.01, sat in my seat, um, lapping it up.
0: I'm incredibly jealous. Uh, I will not be attending a midnight showing this year, sadly. I was. Uh, Dave and I watched Rogue One last year together, and we had a lot of yes. fun with that. And that was a midnight showing as well. Uh, this year, I have to be away for work, so I'll actually be in Holland, uh, in Amsterdam for work. Sadly, so I'm not going to be around for a midnight showing. In fact, oh. I know I'm probably not actually going to see it until uh, a good few days after the release. So I think I might just turn off the internet in my house. Uh, <laughs> oh,
1: it's going to be. Yes, helpful. I haven't thought of that. I'm not going to be able to talk to you for days. <laughs>
0: That might be a blessing in disguise for you, mate. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly.
0: <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the, you know, we will give you our view on everything, uh, guys, about The Last Jedi when, when we get there. Um, we'll do a roundtable with everyone. We'll make sure that the guys are available, both Scott yes. and uh, and Andy as well, so you can all see the various different things that we've we've seen, noticed about the film. It, we'll all get our reactions. Uh, so that will be hopefully something for you guys to uh, to look forward to as well.
1: No, definitely. Well, I know that Andy's definitely going to be watching it on opening night. He's he's watching it. I think he's watching... Because, okay, so a little bit of background. Andy lives in Birmingham. So um, Andy is watching back-to-back episode uh, seven and eight. Oh, awesome. So I, I believe episode seven runs up to midnight and episode eight then runs after it.
0: Which is really good uh, timing because the actual start of episode eight is the beginning uh, sorry, yeah. The end of episode seven is almost where episode eight starts. It's all around the the piece where Ray is handing the lo- the, the lightsaber to yes. Luke, and um, that's effectively apparently where episode eight starts.
1: Yes, so so it should just flow.
0: Yeah, it should. The <laughs> the thing I was thinking about this the other day: how are they going to do a crawl? Well, mm. <laughs> if it ends. At the end of episode seven, and episode eight kicks off, they're going to have Star Wars: The Last Jedi. You've seen. I, also, I, like, I reckon starts. they
1: will. <laughs> they will talk about the death of Han Solo.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they'll tell you what happened to Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma after the uh, uh Starkiller planet blew up.
1: Start. Yeah, Starkiller base. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's possible.
0: Because obviously we don't know what what happened to to him. We know that um, Hux brought Kylo Ren uh, to yeah. to smoke, um, yeah. so we know something happened. Fast there, fast escapes. Yeah, and we don't really know what happened. In, or we don't know the time difference between when you know when when Starkiller Base goes bang, uh, and of course no. Ray lands on Act Two uh, and actually meets Luke. So we don't know the time difference in that. That could, oh, I am assuming it'll be a few days, but um, you know, you never know. Well, it could be a
1: month. It could be.
0: Exactly. So therefore, you know, anything could have happened with with Kylo Ren, uh, uh, and of course, Captain Phasma in that period of time as well.
1: Mm. That's a good point, though. Huh? Oh, so much to look forward to. I, so much,
0: and it's and it's literally today. This time next week, um, it will be the Wednesday evening. Um, it will. The premiere. Sorry, not the premiere. The uh, the opening night is 12.01 on the Thursday. Um, you'll probably be. In it's three hours somewhere. from now, I yeah. will be
1: sat in the cinema watching.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I
1: will know what the, the opening crawl is.
0: And I'm still going to be on an aeroplane flying over London to get to Amsterdam, which is annoying for <sighs> mine.
1: I, I feel for you, I really do. Yeah, I, might... I don't want to swap places with you, but <laughs> I feel
0: for you. I might try and find a cinema in, uh, in Amsterdam, but I worry it could be in Dutch.
1: Oh, didn't think of that.
0: Because the Dutch actually get the film... A day earlier than we do in the UK. So there are a few couple of European countries, um Belgium. Belgium, Netherlands and Italy and Switzerland, I think. Um are getting the Last Jedi uh midnight on the fourteenth, so twelve oh one. Whereas obviously in the UK we're getting it at twelve oh one on the fifteenth, I think that's right. Fifteenth? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, well,
1: boy, no, no, easy. no, 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 no. They get it on the thirteenth. We get it on the fourteenth.
0: See, yeah, I the again, fifteenth is Friday. <laughs> yeah, so it's the end of the day thirteenth, start of the day fourteenth.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. And then the US get it on the fifteenth.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So if you're if you're Dutch and you've got some American friends, you can boast about it for two days that you've seen it before they have.
1: Oh God, that's true, yeah. More than two days when you think that the eight hour time difference well, or five hour time difference would depend on where you are in the US.
0: Exactly. If you live in Hawaii, it's another 10 hours. Well, it's 10 hours from the UK. Yeah. So, uh, but um, we digress. There's a shock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just uh, for anybody listening this is a normal theme for us we tend to wander all over the place with our conversations we had a plan at the beginning of this I'm certain we had a plan
0: Uh, we we did and we was actually going to talk about The Last Jedi almost at the end Uh, but I think the excitement has taken over And also for the benefit of our listeners, we, we, we were uh, hosting on a different podcast, uh, which is the reason why Dave said that we had a tendency to to diverge, yes. um, but um, we are now doing our thing here uh, with the Jedi Council, so um, it's good to see old habits will never die hard, <laughs> clearly.
1: Yes, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully the people that are listening will enjoy it just as much because it's still us. At the end of the day, this is what we're like.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I think that we need to kind of stay on target a little bit. Uh, <laughs> pardon the pun. Um, to uh, to make sure that we stick on track. And, and obviously, some of the things that we we're going to discuss with you guys tonight, uh, I think the agenda is a bit loose. Let's put it that way. Because uh, we've started yes. incredibly loose. Um, we are, uh, <laughs> we do have some things to talk about. We have some topics of the week uh, that we were going to look to cover. And we're going to be looking at some of the recent news uh, in and around Star Wars. I'm sure we're going to touch on the last Jedi again. Uh, yes. You know, it'd be rude not to. Um, it is the news story, isn't it? It is indeed. It's the biggest news story. Uh, well, arguably, maybe not, depending on your. if you think that the Fox and the Disney piece is going well, yeah, yeah. to... Well, you're straying into news there. I don't. know. I know. I'm kicking off a different part of the, the uh, conversation here. So let's get back on track. Uh, let's get back on target, guys. We are drifting uh, as per usual. <laughs> but I think the, the topic of the week that we're going to be covering today, guys, is fans' reaction to how franchises are handled by the larger brand, I think. Is that a good way to describe it, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, so, that's not bad. Yeah, so what we kind of mean by that is that as, as Star Wars fans, we have seen um, a, a massive shift in, in in the momentum of Star Wars, shall we say, with the uh, buyout by Disney. So mm-hmm. back in uh, 2000 and. I think it was 2013.
1: 12. 12,
0: 13?
1: It, um, it was 2012. It was the year before we went to Celebration in Germany.
0: Yes, because that's when they announced the new movies, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yes,
1: and Rebels yeah. was oh, yeah. unveiled but without giving away anything and uh, what have you. That's the
0: one. So, yeah, and they stopped the Clone Wars. Yes. Yes. So, uh, as we all know, that the, the buyout from, from uh, Lucas, by Disney, of no, of Lucasfilm by Disney, um, was was a big deal. Um, although when you look at the
1: value... It's a $4 million deal. Four billion. <laughs> billion. Billion, sorry.
0: Yeah, $4 billion deal, uh, which has pretty much been clawed back already by uh, The Force Awakens and Rogue One. <laughs> really? um, you know, the Bob Iger, the, the CEO of Disney, is clearly rubbing his hands together going, oh my God, this is a brilliant move by me, well done. Um, <laughs> so, and you know, it started well with them buying Marvel, uh, and then, obviously, the, the the Star Wars buy was just like the icing on the cake, um, yeah. To to allow them to start to do more, and we as Star Wars fans have benefited from that with the the recent run of the Marvel comics, the the Force Awakens, the Rogue One, the Rogue One, a Star Wars story movie. We've got e- uh, Episode Eight coming out, and again, we've also got the Han Solo movie in the next uh, year or so as well. So you know, Disney are making strides in making the most of this. While that's all well and good. We are also uh, in a point where there are a lot of fans that aren't exactly happy, uh, because mm. certain things have now become, uh, what's the word that they use for it? Um, it's not the expanded universe, because that's what it used to be. It's now Star yes. Wars Legends. Legends. Star Wars Legends. Um, so they've they've completely cast aside everything that came before it, with the exception of the now eight movies, uh, the Clone yes. Wars TV show. It's good that they kept that as canon, to be fair. Um, yes. And, of course, Star Wars Rebels. Um, but with that, we are now in a world where there are a lot of fans who have got issues that the expanded universe hasn't been continued. And, and kind of in and around that, you know, Dave, I mean, you've got your take on this. You know what it's like to, to be a fan of something and then have it taken away because it isn't canon.
1: Yeah. Okay, we, we talk about this as though this is a brand new thing. But I own a book called Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which, for the fans out there, I'm I'm certain is a familiar title. Um, and it's a Luke Skywalker story. It was a book released in 1977 or 70, might be 78, actually. And it was the second part to the Star Wars story. And it was Luke Skywalker was in it, Carrie, uh, not Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia was in it, um, C-3PO, R2-D2 were the main characters and Vader was also in it um, and it was written by Alan Dean Foster which was the same author that was used to write the novelization of the screenplay of Star Wars because it was just Star Wars at that point in time, it, it wasn't A New Hope. Um, and that book, that book was written. I had that book as a child. I still got it. Uh, um, but that book was written I bought the, one, at, at the, the time. time. Because I've never read it before. It's fantastic. Oh, you! No, I, I I'm have surprised have yeah, loaned that to you yeah, actually. Yeah.
0: And it's the first time we actually see Luke face off against Vader. It
1: is. It is. They go. They go toe to toe with lightsabers. Um, but and and you've also got. Um, Luke Skywalker fantasizing about Princess Leia, who who ultimately became his sister. (laughs) Um, Yes, yes, yeah. Um, So it's yeah, (laughs) but it was it was a book that was immediately decanonized, if there is such a word, um, the moment Empire Strikes Back was commissioned, and it was. It, it, it was, I think, it was written at the time by by Alan Dean Foster as a follow up to the original story, as a continuation of the story. Um, to just in case there was no second film, mm. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there, there was no appreciation that Star Wars would be as big as Star Wars was, and so there was this idea: we'll we'll carry on the story in, in a different way. Um and that's what the book was about. So it was, so it's not the first time.
0: And we also saw the uh, story it, continued in the in the original Marvel comics as well. Yes. You know Yes. A lot of those that were kind of done in the seventy seventy eight, seventy nine, um, dare we touch on the uh the the, the holiday special. <laughs> yes. <Ooh. laughs> um, you know, that was uh those have all been kind of shunned to the sideline, rightly or wrongly. Um rightly with the
1: holiday <laughs> special
0: apart from the animated bit with Boba Fett yes I love that bit um, and again that's the first time we really see Boba Fett in anything um, yeah if we're being literal so but I think that um you know that, that well the rest of the holiday special can be thrown in the bin <laughs> yeah.
1: Chewy's family oh
0: yeah oh what a family <laughs> what a family they are uh, life day isn't it
1: Yes, yes. Oh, God brings up memories. It does memories uh, that should never be there. To be
0: fair, <laughs> well, we are now obviously uh, going into the territory of straying somewhat a tiny bit. Although it is all relative because you know these have been completely taken aside, and and we've yes. seen the way that the big uh, the bigger companies tend to put their own scope, shall we say, on on what they want what they want to do um, yes so with that in mind you know there's there's a lot of other franchises that, that are going to have this but if we just stick to Star Wars for now I know that when Karen Travis who was a, a, an author in a lot of the um, the yes Clone Wars the Clone Wars books she, she was she had a series of about five or six uh, really good thoroughly enjoyed really. them I was a massive fan I've got all of them uh, the Ark Troopers the uh, the Knolls as they were called because uh, they were the first batch of of clones, and they weren't fully, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Clone editions. Yeah. yeah. editions. Yeah. Additions. Yeah. They were the uh, they were the initial versions, and they kind of didn't match up to the uh, the criteria that the Neomoidians wanted, um, and and we now know that those books by her were cast aside um, even before the takeover. So another yes. example of you know Lucasfilm saying that this this isn't. Actually, going to happen or real or whatever, um, and and again that was there was a massive uproar because in those books she she actually created uh, a slightly more enhanced version of the, the Mandalorian traditions. Um, yes, in fact, I can't remember which one, but I swear one of them had a Mandalorian dictionary at the back um, that taught you how to speak Mando, and I, I was a massive fan of that. Um, for the benefit of every guy, everyone listening today, um, Boba Fett is. My second favorite character in the whole of Star Wars. <laughs> um, second to Darth Maul. Uh, again, I'm sure in a future podcast we'll talk about our affinity to to various different characters. But having seen that and knowing that, I was amazed that they ended up putting that in in a, in a book. Um, and then to be taken away. Personally, I was thinking that's that's horrible because it actually showed the side of the clones that made them made them more human. Human. Yeah.
1: Made them human. Yeah. And I think but you be... also you also found out a lot more about who Django Fett was. Yes you did. And and the fact that he was was he royalty or something like that?
0: Yeah, he he, he was one of these interesting ones. Um although haven't Lucas from actually now come out and said that Django Fett wasn't a real Mandalorian anyway?
1: Yes. Yeah, he just happened to have the armour.
0: Yeah, so again how he found the armour, how he got the armour, etc. Um, again it's going to be an interesting concept if they decide to bring out a Boba Fett film um, mm. which again is rumoured to be done which would be quite interesting uh, and you know are they going to change the backstory? you know probably not considering they know that we now know that Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars is all canon um, yes therefore assuming that um, they'll change his backstory, will, will not happen but nevertheless you never know with Disney
1: hmm I'm hoping that okay, we are talking about the fact that they changed backstories to suit what they need. Um, I hope they don't because I enjoyed watching that through the clone war arcs mm. and his, but Bo- Boba's, um, attempts to get back at, uh, at Mace Windu, mm. um, kept being foiled, but it also, it was good because it, it you saw how Boba Fett started to meet the other, um, Mercenary uh, bounty hunters such yeah. as Bosk and uh, Greedo. So, um, I'm hoping that they don't decanonize that. Um, so they're 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 quite good stories, though.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I think that you, you bang on the money there, mate. With regards to Boba Fett and through the Clone Wars, we know that he was. Uh, dare I say it? abandoned, for want of a better word, <laughs> after Mace Windu callously chopped off his dad's head, spoiler yeah. up for anyone that hasn't seen it. <laughs> um,
1: and um, You'd hope someone else. Yeah, yeah,
0: if you're listening to this podcast, guys, and you've never seen a Star Wars film, you've probably done it the wrong way around, uh, just saying. Um, but nevertheless, and as you know, we've, we've discussed this a few times, in fact, you've drawn this scene for me. That scene in particular is yes. is amazing where the Mace Windu faces off against Django Fett, and I, I really like it. Uh, it's the whole Shatterpoint piece, um, and effectively, it's one of my favourite moments with, with Mace. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he's not really dead. You know, that's something that Lucasfilm could bring back. That'd be brilliant. Bit of a stretch. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. They brought back Darth Maul. Well, that
0: again, it's, it's interesting the way we say that they, they kind of, completely push aside all of the all of the things that happened in in now Legends but actually some of the things that they are now bringing into it are inspired by them Uh, number one the the revival of Darth Maul Uh, he didn't die he got his Mm -hmm. robotic legs taken from the comic books and then now in Rebel we're seeing Grand Admiral Thrawn a massive favourite from the EU Uh, and rightly so with his uh, Hand of Thrawn trilogy and you know he is now a, a massive thing in the Rebels uh, TV show. I'm a huge fan. I've read the book that was recently released. Again, that's all canon as well. So, you know, yep. Disney are, are taking influences uh, from EU uh, and starting to bring that into their, into their real world, which I'm, I'm a massive fan of. Definitely.
1: Definitely. I mean, yeah, there was, there's also a lot of what, became legend, what has become Legends um, that fans didn't enjoy. So, I know there's a lot there's, there's, there's there is probably too much um anger um frustration and and bad comments about what they've what they've decanonized, but maybe we should also have a look at some of the things that that maybe maybe they should have done anyway so, so, i mean you've got the use and vong. there's a lot. <laughs> Personally, I'm glad the use and Vong don't currently exist in the Star Wars universe. Personally. I, I just think that was too far away from what I knew as Star Wars, if that makes sense. Too sci-fi
0: rather than fantasy? I
1: don't know. I don't know. It just it just became... You ended up with this massive... Okay, I, the... The entire um, Star Wars universe is Star Wars. I get that. It's all about... (laughs) Let's face it, it's not Star Peace. Um,
0: (laughs) It would be a ridiculously boring film.
1: (laughs) It would, it would. And here is another meeting of the Republic.
0: Well, you're Uh, talking about the Phantom Menace there to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All about so, politics. Uh, uh, I'm not sure, yeah, if, yeah you can imagine Star Wars and peace. I'm not sure that kind of rings have a good ring to it, you know.
1: No, no. So there's nothing that brings out a good story like a good war, let's say. Absolutely. But but I I, I do think that the Vol maybe were, were a superpower too big to yeah. bring into the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the fact that they were um, non... Oh, wait, hold on. They were... Un, no, not susceptible to the force was, yeah. was when you think the force is supposed to be the biggest thing in the galaxy, in the universe, it, it binds yeah. us, it surrounds it binds us, everything, it everything <laughs> together.
1: Um, except for them.
0: Except for one species on a random planet far, far away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, you kind of have to think to yourself, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, to your point, bang on. I, I agree with you there, mate. I, I enjoyed the stories at the time. Um, yes. But. You know, I think when you start looking at some of the other books uh, that were around um, that looked at Jaina and Jason, some of them were great, but some of yeah, them went on for so long.
1: Yes. Yes. And again, it, I, I think Disney have used some of those ideas that were in what have now become legends because you've got um, Han Solo and Princess Leia's son, who is stepping towards the dark, mm-hmm. and, and and that is from the expanded universe, and they've reused that as a as a plot, and they've used it well.
0: I completely agree. Yeah, and and obviously we are yet to uh, yet to see if Ray is the uh, the other twin. Oh, uh, no, she's other... not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for the benefit of the listeners, Dave and I have debated on more than one occasion. Uh, the uh, the birthright of uh, <laughs> of Ray, um or indeed her heritage, shall we say? Uh, we have different ideas uh, of what they should be. Um, our take on that will probably be to put, on but we're putting that on the uh, the JediCouncil.com website very soon for you to take that. But Dave, uh, as we're straying onto that and having the last Jedi in mind, go on, mate. Who do you think she is?
1: She's a Kenobi. She is a Kenobi.
0: <laughs> uh, why?
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, okay, okay, okay. We know, okay. Oh, God, where to start? We know that Kenobi had a relationship with Satine. He hints at it very, very strongly in the Clone Wars when him and Anakin are first sent to Mandalore to meet with the Queen. Um He. Doesn't go into detail, but there is a very big implication there that they were more than just friends. And that was whilst he was a Padawan, whilst he was training to be a Jedi. You've then got where Darth Maul kills Satine in front of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, again in the Clone Wars. And he does that because he knows how destructive that would be to Obi-Wan. And you see the grief that Obi Wan has for Sateem when that happens. Now, a Jedi is not meant to have attachment to, to to other people, so that I think hints strongly that there was more there than than the Jedi code would probably have allowed. If if we really were the Jedi Council, we would probably have raised eyebrows. Um, <laughs> raised uh, eyebrows. Uh, probably, uh, raised what went uh, out? If we have eyebrows, obviously. <laughs> Um, so, 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 okay. So I, that, that's where I think something happened. Satine would then have had a child, male or female. I don't know. Um, when j- jump forward a, f- a few, uh, quite a few years, actually, because we're we're now looking at um, fifteen years, fifteen to twenty years between the Clone Wars and. Uh, a new hope and then you've got approximately 30 years between that and force awakens Mm -hmm. so 45 years in 45 years you have an entire generation that could have had a daughter called ray so that's that i think there's a generation in there that we don't know anything about which is fine you don't necessarily need to know anything about that now because that was something that happened. Obi Wan didn't necessarily know about having a child. Satine would have kept it hidden after Satine is killed. I don't know what happens after that. I'm, I'm surmising. Okay, so then you've got a child. Um, that child meets somebody, has another child. That child then becomes Ray. Ray, I think, had some form of training at Luke's school. I I do think that probably happened, um, because for her to develop force powers as quickly as she did, and and to master them as quickly as she did, makes me think that she she's had some type of block put on her memories to prevent her from uncovering who she is until um, Kylo Ren unlocks it when he mind probes her. So that okay, so I think that's that's what's happened there. Um, why I'm still linking her to Kenobi is because when she picks up the lightsaber in Maz's castle, um, dungeon, however you want to phrase it, storeroom, (laughs) um, you hear Obi-Wan's voice. Of all the people's voices you could have heard, why Obi-Wan? She has nothing to do with him. He was the keeper of the lightsaber. Or he never fought with that lightsaber, um. So, so why his voice? I know you also hear Yoda, so okay. Possibly, possibly just because he is a, a Jedi and a strong Jedi, we know that he's a Jedi ghost. He managed to, he managed to unlock the ability to become to come back as a Force ghost. Um. But then, when you see in the, in the final scenes of The Force Awakens, you've then got um, Kylo Ren and Ray fighting for control of the lightsaber. And Kylo Ren summons the lightsaber from the snow. It's coming flying towards him. And at the last minute, he realizes it's going to smack him in the face. He pulls away. It goes hurtling past him and straight into Rey's hand. Now, if the pair of them were Skywalkers, they would both have equal claim to that lightsaber because both of them would have the same history, uh, uh, genetic um, blood tie or however you want to phrase it. So that's why I don't think she is a Skywalker. She has no greater right to the lightsaber than he does. Um, she's handled it briefly, um, but that's about it. Um, but the, the person that handled the lightsaber for the greatest length of time was Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: Yep. He had it for,
1: uh, he did. 20, he did.
0: no, yeah, a good 20 odd years.
1: Yeah. Before giving it Anakin, to And can... I I was going to say, it it was Anakin's lightsaber that he built when he became a Jedi. So that's when Anakin bonded with that lightsaber. Obi-Wan took that lightsaber from him in their battle. So Anakin had not had it for very long, really. Obi-Wan then had it for the next 15 to 20 years in his safekeeping whilst he was a hermit. Um, And so for me, I think he... Um, I think he had the chance to actually bond with it. Yeah. So that's why I think it it was was, (laughs) him. So, but that's, I mean, that, that is just me. That is just me.
0: To be fair, that's probably one of the best versions of who she is that I've heard. Um, and we've said this before, mate, that you you you've kind of convinced me um, a little bit uh, as to her. Uh, for me, um, we've discussed this before, but guys, just for the benefit of you, I think, sorry, I want her to be a nobody. Uh, reason being is that she is a, I, I know that everybody's connected. Star Wars, every character is connected to everybody. I get that. But for me, I think she has to be a nobody because it just makes things a little bit interesting, um, and I don't want it to become too predictable. You know, uh, the, the comments we've got from people on the film and feedback and whatnot is that she is, and i show you know, sorry, not she. Rian Johnson is taking the film in a different direction, um, and it's it's one of those things that if that's the way that he's taking it, I'd like to think that you might have diverged from the norm uh, of a Star Wars story. Uh, that'd be really good if he does. You know, the guy's got, the the guy's in control of, a, of an upcoming trilogy uh, for Star Wars, so God knows what he's, he's going to do there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, I think that's another topic for another podcast, uh, for sure. Um, and I'm also thinking that um, if, if that is that is the case, we know what he can do based on this. The feedback that they've got about The Last Jedi has been great. Um, so I'm hoping he's taken an initiative to do something different and actually, make Rey a nobody. Deep down, she'll either be a Kenobi or a Skywalker. There's no two ways about it. She will be one or the other. But the 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 inquisitive nerd in me is thinking, no, she has to be something different.
1: Well, opposed to nobody.
0: Well, yeah. Well, he he's a nobody from a family perspective, but his mother was and father. Yeah, served under Leia. So there's the royal connection that way. Um, yeah. So and the really...
1: father, and the father was one of the commandos that took the bunker on Endor.
0: Yes, exactly. So there's that. That again, to my point, everybody seems to be connected. I'm just glad that they didn't put Finn to be Lando Calrissian's son because that would have just driven yeah. me bananas <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they'd have actually done that. Um, so yeah, I think. That might for have been me, too far. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, we've still got two more films. You never know.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think that. If that is the case, then hopefully she is a nobody, just to make it a bit interesting uh, going forward as well.
1: No, that's true. That's true. So I, I was gonna say, okay, so so you started this conversation by saying it's not the only franchise mm. where where it's been where the the the, the will of the greater organisation that owns the franchise have done something different. So so what other franchises are you thinking of here?
0: Well, for me, I'm thinking of DC. Um, and, well, and Marvel, actually. Again, Disney. Sorry, Disney. I'm bashing on you here a little bit. Um, when you look at the, the Ultron storyline that they brought out uh, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Avengers Age of Ultron, um, again, for the benefit of the listeners, I'm a, I'm a Marvel comic reader, and I love DC as well. Um, and the the story of Ultron drove me crazy uh the film itself wasn't as good as avengers um you know i think that's, that's kind of widely known and appreciated um but the fact again that they made tony stark the the main protagonist in the creation of ultron a that's wrong that's not that's not how it's done in the comic and that 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 really got to me um <laughs> and i think the issue for that is not just that but the actual story as well—they executed Ultron really badly, in my opinion. Um, and and then if you take the the Civil War storyline as well, um, I know that at this point in time uh, the MCU doesn't contain the X Men or the Fantastic Four, who are kind of instrumental in Civil War in the comic yep. book. Um, and the fact that they've got uh, the Tony the Tony Stark and Cap rivalry is great, but there's just things missing um i mean the film has its moments introduction spider-man black panther giant man got me brilliant but again the overall civil war concept just really didn't get it for me um so again the way disney have kind of taken their stamp on it some of it's forced i get that with the fact that they don't have x-men or 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 the fantastic four but nevertheless i'm thinking oh they should have waited um just in case. You never know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 those two things kind of got to me. Um, and I won't start on DC. <laughs> well,
1: okay, so in, Interestingly, I, I, I don't disagree that Age of Ultron wasn't as good a film as Avengers Assemble. As, Avengers Assemble was a fantastic movie and very well done. Joss Whedon won and very well done. Yeah. Um, Avengers Assemble... Was a stronger story, I think, than, than Age of Ultron. Um, that said, Age of Ultron still did phenomenally well at the cinema, as did Civil War. Yeah, agreed. Um, and, and even got fairly good critical reviews. But I would say that the DC ones really get a panning at the cinema. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do. And I think that that's my opinion... Everyone, this is my opinion. I believe that there is a media bias towards Disney. Um, Everybody loves Disney. Everybody loves Marvel. They were the first to do it. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. But then again, I'm more of a DC man than Marvel. But nevertheless, um, I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I enjoyed Justice League. I enjoyed enjoyed Justice League quite a lot. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a really good film. Um, I
1: really enjoyed Justice League, but I really disliked Batman versus Superman. Yep.
0: Yeah and again we, we've had that debate many a time <laughs> um, yeah, again could be the maybe we should have a uh, you know with the Jedi Council we should have a, a separate podcast for, for geeks in general with regards to comic book <laughs> getting an idea in my head in now Dave what do you
1: think uh, yeah, there's a possibility <laughs> though
0: um, but we're diverting again off the topic jeez what, we, what are. What?
1: we are we are we <laughs> are
0: um, so I think that um, the topic is obviously the, the fan piece, and yeah, we've kind of watched Liverpool a little bit there on what we're thinking, uh, uh, guys. You know, you've heard what Dave and I are thinking about these things. You know, get involved, uh, put put some comments on Twitter around what you're thinking. Is is a way that the franchises have come in and kind of dashed things that you like to decide
1: More I mean, you, so You've got Star Trek as well.
0: Oh mate, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not even talk about what JJ Abr- Abraham did with Khan in uh, yeah in number
1: two. You've got three different versions of a Klingon now. Oh, God, yeah. Because you've got the original Klingon from the 1960s TV shows, which sort of slowly merged across to then become the Klingon of the next generation with Worf. Um, because you had, you had the, the films that came out that was the, the original William Shatner cast era but done in the, the films of, what, the 80s? Yeah. And so you had the Klingons starting to develop a little bit more of a head crest at that point and a, a head ridge, or whatever. And then then you had the Klingons of the Warfare in the next generation, Deep Space Nine and, and what have you. And now you've got the Klingons again for this, this brand new um, Star Trek Discovery, which is a different version of the Klingon again.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah I'm um, <laughs> I'm just going to go with it these days that things are going to change I need to be <laughs> less precious I think uh, otherwise I'm going to go with it really as the story's
1: dis- good absolutely
0: um, but I think that that that's a good way to wrap up uh that particular segment for this week because yes. we both admit that while it is annoying certain things that they do are great certain things that they don't are not so great
1: uh, <laughs> It's true. It's true. As long as overall it still works, we're all happy.
0: Exactly. And to be fair, you know, the Force Awakens and Rogue One. Rogue One was is a brilliant Star Wars film. It's now top three for me. Uh, easy hands yes. down, I think. Um, so therefore, I think that's a uh, that, that, that's a win. Uh, and if Disney continue to uh, do this this on a regular basis, uh, I know there's a lot of hesitation about the Han Solo film, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. I think if they get that right, that, Disney at the moment can't do any wrong purely no. from a star wars perspective anyway with marvel we have seen that they've slipped up a tiny bit yes yeah yeah so we've come to the end of that segment this week as i said guys you know get involved let us know what you think we've got one quick piece of news to share with you uh, that's coming out well we think is going to be announced next week and this is that disney are on the verge of buying fox so this is an all of Fox, uh, apparently the, the US Competition Commission have got involved and said that they can't have everything at Fox home. So what <laughs> they are doing, uh, you know, it's nice of them, I suppose. Um, what they are going to be taking from Fox is effectively their TV and movie franchises. Uh, what they won't be taking is sports and news. So therefore, you know, the likes of Fox Sports in the US uh, will remain a Fox Sports channel and Fox News will remain Fox News. What? Disney will be acquiring is effectively X-Men, brilliant, Deadpool, even better, Fantastic Four, about time, um, and anything else that Fox have produced ever. Um, And that will also probably include some of the TV shows that they might have done in the past as well that are relating to uh, the Marvel Universe as well. So I think that Is absolutely brilliant news if that actually happens. Mm -hmm. At time of recording, it hasn't been confirmed, but there are really strong rumours that it will be uh, next week. Um, You know, I'm sure we'll do another podcast just to uh, (laughs) get our final thoughts on that. But Dave, what do you think about that, mate?
1: Well, you've you've avoided the the major thing from a Star Wars perspective there, because with the purchase of Fox. The original trilogy, trilogy, uh, trilogy comes home.
0: Absolutely, because of course, when Disney bought Star Wars, uh, one of the conditions was that Fox would keep the rights to distribution, production, etc. of Star Wars: A New Hope, Episode Four, um, and that was at that point in time was probably a great thing for Fox. But now mm. Disney are probably rubbing their hands together.
1: Yes, yes, that's going to be a condition of them taking it, isn't it?
0: Exactly. I mean now. The ultimate question is, will we finally get a Blu-ray release of the cinematic, <sighs> original, uncut Star Wars films?
1: That'd be amazing. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I've got the Blu-rays for every single film. I've got the DVDs. I will happily buy them all over again, as I'm sure there are many collectors that would do.
1: Well, that's just it. it it's, it's licensed to print money for Disney at that point.
0: Exactly. Uh, and you can imagine the absolute joy. Even if they released them in the cinema, to be honest with you, I would be all over that.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got an entire generation that has never seen it at the cinema.
0: Yeah. And do we also think, uh, this might be pushing it a little bit, um, will we get the 21st Century Fox fanfare before the films now?
1: I want that. I was, I was, I was talking to a friend um, in my day job because obviously, whilst I'd love to live in a galaxy far, far away, most of my time, <laughs> um, I, I do have bills to pay in the real life. Yes, yeah, um, sadly. <laughs> and
0: it's bloody to <laughs> so, my Star Wars as well, because I can't get to the midnight showing of uh, the last Jedi. Yes, yeah,
1: ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no, I was, I was chatting to to a friend about that, a work colleague, and and just saying, I, it doesn't quite feel the same when you've just got the Disney Castle and the. The, the, oh no it's just uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the the tinkerbell bit it's just not right Yeah, it, right it right. needs that that snare drum roll <laughs> 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 it's got to have that. It, that that's a Star Wars movie for me
0: for the benefit of you Dave I think when I do the post production on this podcast I'll actually add the 21st Century Fox fanfare in there just for you mate thank you, <laughs> thank you. well yeah I completely agree you can't go wrong when you've got that at the beginning, there's just something about it. Um, I went to see Symphonic Star Wars at the Royal Albert Hall recently in London, um, and the evening begun with the 21st Century Fox Fanfare. The, the, the lights went down, the band, the uh, band, the uh, the orchestra took their seats. The first thing that they played was that, and it really started the evening off on a, on a really good foot. And to your point there, mate, I don't know, there's something missing with the style song of that.
1: I agree, I agree, it needs that
0: but you never know, this time next week we might be having another conversation where the deal's completely fallen through and we're going to have to wait even longer, let's hope not
1: fingers crossed fingers, fingers crossed. crossed indeed
0: so guys, this has been episode one um, of the uh, the Jedi Council this has been our Phantom Menace as it were, or new hope depending on how <laughs> you want to watch it and how your point of view, I'm not sure Hope hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've heard enough to make you want to come back uh, for more. Um, Stay tuned to the Twitter feed. There will be information there for the next recording that we're going to do. We look forward to speaking to you soon. Any closing thoughts from yourself, Dave?
1: Um, I would actually suggest that um, we're we're doing this for people to listen to, obviously, uh, (laughs) but also for, for fans to comment on, to respond to, um if do you, do you do the people listening do do you have any particular thoughts on anything we discussed yes, great, please tell us what you think do you agree do you disagree um do you have any anything that you want to add to it but also tell us what you'd like to hear what what do you want us to discuss would well, obviously alex myself scott and and andy we've all got our own individual passions around star wars we've got our we've got our own individual thoughts about what we would like to talk about because we're a bunch of mates and we love talking about star wars but is there anything that you want to hear absolutely do, do you want do you want us to talk about something is there a hot topic is there something that you think needs to be debated <laughs>
0: absolutely and i think on that note it's a fantastic way to get you guys involved from the off. We're here to listen to you guys. We're here to talk about, talk with you. Um, we are the Jedi Council. We, we want We're to listen to We're here to debate things. Way. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that is a fantastic way to close off Episode 1, Dave. I um, hope you've enjoyed it.
1: I have. Thank you very much for your time.
0: And thank you very much for your time, guys. We are the Jedi Council. We Remember look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned you. and may the Force be with you.